You're listening to the Black Eagles podcast. Welcome back, everybody. Episode 135 of Besiktas International, the Black Eagles podcast. 135 times I've said this, huh? Um, I'm back, your host, Sinan Sporting, live from New York City on Election Day, I guess. Uh, for the future hanging in the balance tomorrow. We got more important things to talk about over here. Besiktas. And alongside me is my fellow gringo, the Akman himself, Evan Akman. How you doing, sir? Doing pretty good. How are you? Pretty good. Turco gringo. Gringo Turco. I don't know. I don't know what the... Anyway, um, welcome back, sir. Got a good got a good uh, weekend to, to talk about, huh? Yeah, not bad. Okay. I guess it could have been better as far as our rivals go, but... We'll get into that. First things first, Besiktas. Uh, let's talk about our match. And so we were at home. Were we at home? Yes. Yeah, we were at home. Um, you can never tell. Like I, we had yeah. some fans, actually. We actually had some fans this time. So. I think it was like board memory. members like or like something. I'm not sure if tickets were sold, but there were people in the stands. Um, so. Yeah, making a, a little noise. Kind of started to hear... Some noise percolating a little, finally. Um, Turkey just ignoring <laughs> all the rules these days. Whatever, man. Let's get some fans out there. Yeah, th- I think the <laughs> biggest thing that we noticed that people in the same is that we saw, like, that video from the warm-ups. If you saw that. I didn't see it. Lyich. Tell me about it. Yeah, so I, oh. I heard people getting upset about it, and I didn't. Yeah, so there's a video on the warm-ups. Lyich was expected to start, and spoiler, he didn't. And then there's like warm-ups and you know, the players are like passing around. So it's not like the like it's before they start getting into their like actual warm-up. You do the players go out and like mess around for a little bit, passing the ball, then they get into their, you know, it's called a dynamic warm-up, you know, they get everything ready. So all the players are passing around, and then Lyons is just like standing right in front of this coaching staff, like on the touchline, with his hands behind his back, just standing there. And they're all passing around like a square rectangle thing. You know, you know, just the usual, you know, getting ready, you know, limbering up. And then every time the ball comes to lie to you, like, he would, he did not take his hands from behind his back and just, like, casually, like, toe-poke the ball like some old father who didn't want to be there with his son. Oh, <laughs> no. Uh-uh. <laughs> he just kept doing that. Um, so someone was in the stands and they took a video of that. So probably not a board member who did that, but someone, I don't know who did that, but Interesting. made it onto Twitter. And I think it fuels a lot of the talk that, happened after the game about him but uh, yeah I, I saw like because i i watched on b in usa and you know and they're pretty serious about just logging in for exactly the game no no yeah ref. no that that clip came from someone's phone so oh so it wasn't even like aired yeah. or anything but yeah no, i know i heard uh, in the group chat people were like oh how can people defend liage now and i was like i 
I don't know what happened. I, I, and still, I, I don't know, quite know what to make of that. You know, it sounds a little weird, but interesting. Yeah. Um, but so speaking of which, so since we're in the pregame already, let's talk about our lineup going into the match, which, um, yeah, as you mentioned, Lijic did not end up in the lineup, and I don't know if that contributed to it or what. But um, so, yeah, who did start, everyone? Um, basically, yeah, it was the same 11 as last game. Um, but the one change for the suspended Joseph De Souza, but I'll go through it quickly in case you for those who don't recall. Yeah, Erson, and then Rosier, Wellington, Vida, and Sakala. Um, the two, I guess, more defensive mids was Atiba and Dorukan. Um, the attacking midfield three was Rashid Gezal, and then Ozan came in. Uh, Kyle Laren was on his like left wing striker thing going. Yeah, and, the uh, dynamic Ansan, winger. Abu Bakar led the line. That dynamic scoring winger we've been needing all along. The family man. The family man. <laughs> yeah, the legend grows. Um, but so, yeah, it was uh, not a lot of surprises, which says a lot for our, like, uh, for where we are collectively, perhaps. You know, we're no longer surprised to not see Unkudu even, like, uh, on the bench anymore. We're, we're no longer surprised to see Laren starting on the wing. I think we're all sort of pleasantly surprised that Nejip hasn't crept back into the lineup yet. Um, Rosier, Valentin Rosier out there again. Uh, Rashid Ghazal, the, the newest guys who sort of, um, kind of in. emerged yeah, during the break, you know, they kind of came, they came into the squad and didn't really get uh, any competitive experience until our last match. And so here they are. After a successful first match, starting again, that's got to make you happy. Um, Ozan is... So, yeah, I, I'll be honest. I wanted to see Adem Lijic. I, I feel like he's too much of a talent to, to just have on the bench and also too expensive, you know, all things considered. But there must be some story there, huh? Yeah, I mean, I know uh, Sajan Dikman seems to have all the scoops everything before the game was like oh Ozan has brought in his personal trainer from the Netherlands and he's been working two hours before and two hours after every training session individually um, which seems like a lot I don't know what he's working on for four hours plus a training session um, interesting, interesting. <laughs> but, uh, yeah so uh, I guess he got to start today I mean I think it was I mean that's kind of I thought he was going to start last game to be honest but um, Dorokan kind of Wait, so I was talking about Lijic, right? And it ended up... Oh, Lijic? Yeah. Sorry. So Ozan, yeah, um, it's good that Ozan's yeah. getting in there, for sure. Lijic, yeah. was, was, there was one of the journalists saying that he was going to get his spot in the first level. I don't know which journalist said that, um, but I don't think Dick Mess said that because he's more in the know. He, didn't so he was the one who brought up Ozan like a couple hours before the 11 was released. So I'm assuming he knew Ozan was going to play. Um, didn't seem like it. So, all right, so it wasn't like... So maybe Adem Lijic was upset not to be in the lineup then. Perhaps it was... Yeah, potentially. Because, uh, I'm assuming the, the lineup was released before they go out for warm-ups. Yeah, I'm, for I, sure. Unless Sergan's playing some crazy mind games. <laughs> and and Lijic was on the bench, right? Yeah, he was on the bench. Though it did not appear. Interesting. I mean, this, yeah. this weird standoff, and so I guess we'll... We'll talk about it a little after the match. No, I mean, let's just get it out of the way now, because I don't think there's any there are any spoilers involved. We'll just say he didn't yeah. play in the game. And Sergan even said 
after the match uh, that he's a good talent, but you know, I don't know what I really don't know what's going on. Uh, do you want to speculate? Yeah, it's, it's not really clear. Um, for me, the potential, uh, you know, answers to this question is the, the, the go to one is he's not getting paid. Um, yeah, just was, the way things have been going with our club. Yeah. The other go, the other go-to one for me is him and Sagan kind of seem like a little stubborn. Ooh, it could be um, a yeah, battle of the wits. It could be, could be something going. I mean, obviously, Lige is really talented, and he could have just been like, "Yeah, why are you playing me? You suck," or I don't know, like this is stupid. <laughs> and obviously, I don't think Sagan will take any sort of talk back. No guff. He thinks he's the, he thinks he's the goat. Yeah. Um, He's like, I'm, I was better than you. I, I can imagine that in my head. Um, I don't really know what happened. I don't want to say anything, but it's, I'm assuming it's something like that because his attitude during the warm-ups, like, it was weird. Like, I'm, I'm one of the live defenders, but that was just weird. Like, something's going on. Yeah, that's no good. I hope it's not some post-COVID, you know, I heard of all these weird after effects. Maybe he's good. <laughs> He's got lung problems. And he, he's been known to get into fights with coaches before. I yeah, mean, his that's coaches true. try to assault him. That's right. Yeah, on during a match. <laughs> um, yeah, hopefully it doesn't resort to that. Between that, uh, <laughs> I can also see Sergey resorting to that. Uh, but anyway, let's let's talk some football. Um, so yeah, despite that, perhaps one. Well, I mean, all right, no. So for me, there is that that, that I, I wanted to see the ice, but also. Alvaro Montero, I keep calling him Alvaro, Francisco Montero. Uh, I wanted to see Montero out there partnering with Vida. I thought he'd earned that right. Uh, and we didn't see it, but at the same time, well, all right, no spoilers there. So Wellington was back in the lineup. Sergan clearly has a uh, has the, the, the Wellington itch, so to speak. Um, loves playing that guy. <laughs> Yeah, he's played every single game, as far as I can tell. Yeah, I know. He, um, he clearly wanted him, you know. The season started, so. I think we can confirm that rumor, by all means, that he wanted Wellington. Uh, he's got the itch. But so, let's talk about this, man. So, early on, I thought it was pretty clear we were we were there to play for keeps. <laughs> I don't know. That sounds like a journalist. Uh, you know, we, we were definitely... Uh, we were outplaying them, right? We were stroking the ball around. Yeah. Uh, a little too late. I mean, in the, in the first half, I was the little stat, our first half possession was 78%. Yeah, and, and actually um, that would last a lot. somewhere into the, like the last time I saw it was the 60-something minute, and we had 76% still at that point. So, like, um, that, that would sort of persist. Although, in the end, I don't know if that would be the case, but we don't want to spoil uh, but yeah, no goals. Any? What were the major sort of opportunities in that first half? Do you recall? Um, I think there was that one cross that fell to Abubakar, and he one-timed it, and the defender made like a heroic sliding block. Um, I'm trying to think, if there's any other big chances in that first half. Uh, I think there was that one. There was also the other Abubakar shot where he kind of like he didn't really hit it that well with his left, but the goalie dropped it in between his legs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and he almost. And he in. got very lucky. The spin was, like it like, was going towards the goal, but it had so much spin it spun away from the goal on the second bounce. That could easily um, have gone worse for yeah, him. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, esque blunder. Kyle Laren. Yeah, <laughs> Kyle. I'm giving him like uh, an exotic name. Kyle Laren over here. Uh, Kyle. Had a nice, Kyle, 
the family man oh, yeah. had uh, a pretty decent kind of curling effort from distance from the left side and he slid it across the box and just a little wide right um you know maybe he could have done a bit better but at the same time i thought you know it was sort of inspired you know it was a good good try yeah um it was really three best chances there's also that one gazelle header which could have been a good chance but he didn't really look comfortable heading the ball when like 30 feet wide so yeah we talked about how he's clearly like one of those guys who's very talented on the ball but maybe a little soft i think that often comes through in headers uh, he's clearly a little timid on the ball there but um let's yeah so halftime nil nil uh we're it's one of those games where i feel like you're i was a little nervous right because like we're, we're we're dominating but it's not coming through we don't have that sort of skill up front somehow uh, and you know it could turn, right? Like, and a goal can be scored by anyone in the Super League at any time. Um, and you know, we've also had some bad luck against Malatia recently. Yes, we have. Um, and I didn't want to relive that. I think if you remember last year, the uh, the the uh, <laughs> Guven incident when he came on. Oh my god! And then managed to give away two goals. That's right. <laughs> at zero zero. Somehow he became a yeah. fullback, like mysteriously, like a. I don't even know. Yeah, I don't even want to speculate. Like, I, I, I feel like someone must have paid him to lose that game. Like, it was that bad. But anyway, um, yeah. So that's that's what's, that's what's hanging over you, right? Like, you know, it can flip at any moment, and we're not as much as we're on the ball and, and dominating the game. I don't feel like we're really showing like it's not like obvious that we're gonna score right like, it doesn't seem like like we're gonna need some sort of moment of brilliance but sure enough 55th minute but so no subs by the way at the half or anything of course i mean second of course would not he's a slow to do subs on a good day or on a bad day uh but anyway uh 55th minute something happens what what is it everyone yeah it's a nice little uh combination play between uh laren to gezal like right at the top of the box, Gazal sprays it out wide to Ozan. Um, Gazal makes his way like inside. Ozan slips him right back, and then Gazal just clips a little, nice little dink cross in between the two center backs and Kyle Laren, who spent I think most of the game on the wing. That was probably like the only time he actually got into yeah, the middle for a cross. In, yeah. And uh, yeah, that was that was it. He had a nice header, not quite in the side netting, but you know away from the keeper, low in the corner, and that was it. Bam, one zero. The family man can. Yeah. The family man can. Um, what can? I think it's worth noting. Uh, with that goal, he has one goal for every 127 minutes he's played this. I mean, in the league, which is not bad. What are you gonna say, right? Bad. I mean, and so he. We've played now in six matches. We still have a game in hand uh, relative to the rest of the guys around us on the table, but. Uh, Three goals in six matches, not great. But has he? Did he play in all of our our games? No, but he he is the only guy who scored more than one goal in the league. So um, I mean, I think he played in all the games, but he didn't start them exactly, all. Exactly. Yeah. So I think. Uh, yeah, he came off the bench against Genschler and Konya, the two games we lost. There you go. So clearly, when he comes off the bench, things don't go well. Um, I think I said that last episode. There's like no point of subbing him in. He looks like a fish out of water. Although I don't know if if he, he starts games, if he can find a footing he here. Seems to pop up with a goal. So <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's going on, man. He's definitely contributing. I mean, look, obviously, 
it's not like he's single-handedly providing the the inspiration for victory but i mean on the, on the other hand he did score the only goal of this match um whoops spoiler there but i guess we'll just cut to the chase uh yeah that would be it for the match we we won the match one nil a lot of yellow cards after that um rashid gazelle atiba hutchinson um any other yellow cards handed out kyle Aaron got one in extra time i didn't even notice that subs made throughout the game um ozan came in just three yeah, yeah again like he's not using the, the... sagan sagan doesn't like the rules so much he refuses to use his extra yeah, right. subs um <laughs> But uh, Ozan came out for Bernard Mensa in the 70th minute, so the COVID recovery <coughs> comes through. Um, Oljai Shahan came in for for Yanni Malacha, as well as um, Fofana. I don't know how he's not starting for them. Cueva came out of the game for them in the 85th minute. Which I don't know how they have a guy of his talent, and it really showed, by the way. He was good throughout the match. Buven Yalchin came into the match for Abubakar. <clears throat> which I, I, I think is a logical move. You want to keep Abubakar healthy. Uh, we're still trying to get his legs underneath him. He hasn't played football in so long. Um, so I'm okay with the, even the, the low form and everything. I think you got to be patient. Um, I would say maybe 85th minute is a little late even, honestly. But again, Sergen is, I don't know, slow to the trigger there, always. Uh, Nedjip, 85th yeah. minute, also uh, took out Dorokan and brought in Nedjip, which... You know, like we, we can't go a match without seeing Nedjip. And when it's one nil and like you're already kind of anticipating some like trouble, you know, it can happen. Uh, you mentioned earlier our history with this club. Uh, I was a little nervous about seeing Nedjip come in late to seal this thing, but anyway, it, it worked out. We won. Um, any highlights in the second half? You recall? Uh, um. Oof. I know. I think yeah, Bubakar had a. Had a couple blunders in front of goal. A couple. Um, I remember the one sort of major one. Yeah, I think there was the one that was when he was offside, but it wasn't called, and he blasted it over from like six yards out. Um, and then there was another one where um, remember Mensa like broke through and kind of laid him off, and then he tried to dribble back. He took kind of like a weak first touch and tried to dribble back inside, and then they blocked the shot while we're on like a two oh. Like whatever it was, yeah. Yeah, he he was he probably could have passed it there. I thought maybe. Yeah, probably should have passed it back. Uh, I mean, other than that, I don't remember any like huge chances. Uh, There's definitely like some, but I don't think really that prolific after we scored. Yeah, I don't. I'm trying to recall. I don't really. I mean, were there any like defensive? Like, uh, did Erson make any big saves? Yeah, I can check the XG real quick. Um, no, Erson didn't really do much. So after the goal, we didn't have any like chance that really, you know, registered as a big one. Abubakar one didn't. Maybe they they flagged it. They flagged it offside. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I think that was that, that sure was offside. Was. But uh, yeah, there was there was like three, four decent chances, but nothing crazy after that couple headers and stuff yeah. i mean so that and and we'd hold on like let's i guess let's cut straight to stats since we were so uh, out of content for the, the, the match itself but <laughs> i mean it was it was a slow game we held the ball a lot we had an, uh, chances but nothing crazy like nothing really dangerous beyond you know the, the big blunder that we mentioned 
Um, yeah, I think this is worth. I guess our XG was two point one, which is been worse in the past couple weeks. Yeah, I'll we take can that. Say, but it's you know nothing. It's decent. It's average. Nothing absurd. But I'll take it. Yeah, like you said, given where we've been of late. Um, but so stats, man. Yeah, you've already started. You started to do it, digging in with the XG. What, what else? Let's talk. So, how did possession end up? Because you'd figure they might have caught up a bit uh, since they were down a goal. Yeah, it, they caught up a little bit at the end. We, we finished with sixty-eight point eight percent instead of that seventy-eight of the first half. So they made their way into the thirties. <laughs> um, but they, they just kind of hoofed the ball into the box. Really, in that last period, when they're looking for a goal, it wasn't really too threatening. I mean, in fact, they only had seven touches in our box. Um, the entire game, we had 35 in theirs. Damn. But yeah, I mean... Uh, yeah, that's it's not a good stat to have seven Not for them, yeah, I mean... <laughs> in the opponent's box. It's, it's very Celtic versus Barcelona-esque, <laughs> but... Um... Uh, yeah, no, I, we, we dominated, I think. I'm glad the stats reflected. So now let's talk some individual stats, then. You, we were... We were chatting pre-recording a bit uh, and there are some interesting ones now the best statistical player and i'm not going to give him man of the match because he made quite a few blunders early on i mean not even blunders he just seemed a little lazy and he has this like nonchalance about him like he you know perhaps it's uh god i, I hate to deal in stereotypes but that brazilian uh the, the samba is in his blood. <laughs> Bossa Nova, rather. Um, but so, w- w- tell us about the individual stats. Wellington, huh? Yeah, I mean, I think Wellington was really poor in the first, like, five minutes. But he just got away with all of his mistakes. Um, to be yeah, fair, his, got- I guess his passing percentage was quite low compared to usual, which has probably had to do with him pissing the ball around. I don't know what he was doing. That like, There's a couple of times where I was like, wow, this is going to be a real bad day. Yeah, and then I it just like it too. just wasn't. Um, after that, yeah. I guess I guess he recovered. Um, ended up winning thirteen out of fourteen duels. Credit to Vita here too. I thought he, especially in that early stretch, kind of covered for everyone a little bit. You know. Yeah, for sure. Um, he maybe he calmed him down. I don't know what it was, or maybe just the the, the sheer amount of possession we had and. The amount of times he's kind of lobbed the ball up, and his the, their the striker for Malatio was Kubalai. Kind of discush, which is he's just pretty bad. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, I've never understood how. Yeah, he I don't know what he's still role. doing in the league. Yeah, I think he should go back to the second league where he belongs. But I think that he's not young enough anymore. Were, you know, like yeah, be a project. <laughs> those aerial duels are probably very uh, generous for him. <laughs> um, but in general, he 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 definitely defended much better. Stop giving the ball away every three seconds after that first five minutes and then uh kind of bossed it i guess but uh, i think several players had good individual performances so. so statistically what you said he had what was like 13 out of 15 Four, 13 out of 14 duels won yeah 13 out of 14 and so i think the, the duel he lost was like right in the beginning where he like swung and missed yeah i'm not sure you remember right on the sideline i was like oh geez that's yeah that was when i thought we were in for a rough day <laughs> and, and i think that was vita that's what i mean i think vita covered for him yeah. in the end there but but so who else stood out statistically then um mr insakala had a had also had a good game a little yeah. bit a little bit sloppy on the ball at times um but he won 13 out of 16 duels he was very aggressive 
Yeah, um, I thought he was fantastic. I was impressed. Uh, and there's a there's a couple highlight moments for him in there. I thought Rosier was also very good. Three chances created from right back. Yeah. But he didn't really get the ball as much for some reason. I don't know what it was. Rashid Gazelle is getting pretty with the ball. Yeah. Um, I mean, Valent- Rosier won 100% of his duels. We only entered five. So I guess, you know, they didn't want to mess with him. Dead. They were scared yeah. of him. <laughs> I uh, know he was. I, our whole defense was was really solid. Honestly, I thought uh, in Sakala again, like you could see the fatigue setting in, but he fought through it well and and didn't you know didn't let it like yeah, overcome him as he has a couple times earlier this this season. Uh, Rosier really like. I think if you look at the only made, the, if you had to single out the one part of the team that has significantly improved enough that you could sort of single it out for why we haven't lost recently. And uh, we're starting to maybe string some results together, hopefully, you know, knock on wood. But um, I I would say it's Rosier, even if he's not like the man of the match necessarily. I think having that- massive improvement. Right, and and given also that he's taking over that spot from Nedjip too. I yeah, I think I'm. I'm not sure if you mentioned, but I know I specifically mentioned that Nedjip like messes up the uh, the rhythm. Yeah. When we're in possession, it's just so frustrating to watch that man out there. Like every time he touches the ball, it hurts my heart. <laughs> um, you know, it's always bouncing up. And it, I mean, you compared Rosier to Quaresma last week, but he actually pulled out a couple. You know, a couple flashy step over that move that cut like, back left when he was yeah, yeah that was i was just like oh man i haven't seen that in a while so it was you know from our right back yeah i was i was not ready for that so and uh that plus the fact that gazelle seems like a pretty solid player too he, he set up that goal nicely perfectly yeah perfect touch Gazelle's, for Laren again he's weird to me i mean he's he doesn't like really do much like individually one-on-one he tends to lose the ball a lot um doesn't really dribble players. He, he does press fairly well. I'll give him that. But he just kind of seems to like you know just like pop up for one or two moments and put in a really good pass, a really good cross. You know, I hate um, to be which weird. For now, is working. But I hate to be weird about it. But it he gives me flashes of like John Air. But the po- the positive on it is that you know we're not relying on him defensively at all. He's a, he's a solid winger. You know. Yeah. No. I, I, it, compared to John Air, let me say John Air was like a volume shooter. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, that's it was, the he, difference, he was but... that like that guy who asked out every girl. Yeah. <laughs> like, guess all doesn't do that. He doesn't cross the ball sixty times a game. Yeah, but but gets he gets the same numbers. Is... He'll get the the one is one or two yeah. assists per game, uh, even though he'll only have maybe six crosses in relative to John Air's like thirty six. Like... Yeah, John Air, That's a great metaphor, by the way. Uh, he, he'll ask seventy four girls to dance. And, and, and the 74th one says yes, finally, you know, and, yeah. but um, yeah, he's, he's, Gazelle's way more efficient in that sense. I think last week, this game against Antalya for Fenner, he, he made it back on the record board. He didn't beat his previous record, but uh, for the most crosses in a game, attempted 25. Nice. Was his, was his entry. Jeez. <sighs> still, nice. still at it. Um, yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't miss that. I don't miss that. And now, like, what's nice is we had, such a solid performance on that back line there. You've backed it up with stats too. You know, now you can really get to kind of move move past those guys who have left for I think it's also with yellow. the midfield. I think Dorukan had a had a nice rebound game. Yeah, he did. You're right. He was solid this time and and he His didn't try to do too much. Good. 
Yeah, I think yeah, sometimes he didn't do, he he didn't do too, too much, much offensively, right? When he would just like dribble, <laughs> yeah, just no reason. I mean, he still does that a little bit, yeah, where you're yeah. just like, "Why are you doing this?" Um, he got away with that, I think, a couple times where he was dribbling when he should not have been. Mm-hmm. But all in all, he had a much better game. Um, I thought Ozan was pretty good in a non-traditional role. He played the same role that Tiba did last week, where he was kind of high up and he won the ball. I mean, he won. He had he won five tackles. I'm not sure if you noticed that, but he's put in some some hard ones out there. You know, a little uh, a little oomph on it. No, you know, yeah. I'll say. I've quietly not been impressed, you know, by him necessarily, but he hasn't stood out as like a lot of the negatives where he ghosts. You know, he's he's asserting himself out there. You, he's making his presence known. Yeah. He still has that ability to pull off. He also these... had a long shot that he actually. Yeah, the ball no, it's hard. solid. He still yeah. has that. That it totally reminded you that he can do that. Um, but. He still has that ability to just do that little sweet little flick on. Even if it's just a part of a normal buildup and it doesn't pan out in the end, whatever. I mean, the, the buildup itself. His touches are still so silky at times that you really feel. And you mentioned it. The one in the buildup to our goal was one of those understated but really impactful touches that, you know, he still provides. And, and, and it seems yeah, like I, that's I can there. tell you as a player uh, how many times it's frustrating when you get into the final third and – the players, you know, you just don't complete those simple passes. And that's one of the passes Old Tom made, you know, that pass the assist. It wasn't anything crazy, but he had the ball under pressure, made a simple pass to feet to, a, you know, one of our more talented players in a good position. So, if you know, if he's just stupid and does a negative thing and just bumbles the ball or boots it or crosses it and whatever, hopes for the best, you know, you don't, you don't get that opportunity. But just making good decisions consistently is definitely a big thing yeah. in the game. And I think Osan's kind of lost a little bit of that, you know, team carrying vibe he used to have back in the day. Yeah, for sure. But, you know... <laughs> we used to say $150 million for him. I, I, he's definitely not playing like that anymore, but I think it's still better than better than what it was before. For sure. No, and, and I think what has to be stated is that, you know, and I mentioned it earlier, Abubakar is still getting his legs under him. He hadn't played really substantively in a, in, a, in a full year, pretty much. So Two years, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. He played here and there, like, a couple. But he led, like, literally, I think he played, like, two matches last year, you know? so Yeah, because he was out for, like, a long time with the injury, and then he didn't play the whole year And then year the corona break and everything. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah. I, every, all, all things considered, he's got a lot of, of catching up to do. Uh, and that also includes linking up with his new teammates and like getting them getting used to his runs, him getting used to their passes and the weight of the balls and stuff that they put on. And so, <clears throat> you know, I really think him settling into the lineup and starting to be able to assert himself out there is going to up the performances of whoever it is that, that gets to kind of settle in and play alongside them. And if that's Ozan because, you know, Liaya is having girl problems or financial you know, not getting paid <laughs> or, whatever, or whatever the heck it is um whoever it is i will say i think it's, it's a big shame that lights and abubakar haven't played together for more than like 15 minutes or whatever it was because yeah they pretty much created um, two goals that were called off just in those 15 minutes yeah so, no i mean they they they're exactly that's exactly what i mean is i think liayich and ozan to some extent too you know that 
they're guys that can kind of put the, the ball on a platter for a guy like Abubakar um, so that it'll help him settle and, and long term, if they can establish that rapport, they'll thrive, you'd think. So. Um, yeah, good good stuff. Yeah, I mean, I think we saw the same thing again this week with Laren and the, the Abubakar duel. Like, it worked. I told you I it could. It necessarily is, I told you it could. I don't think it necessarily is best for Abubakar. No. And I'm worried for when we play better teams, which we will be playing not not next game on Friday, but after international break, I think we play Bashakshir. Yeah, after international break is Bashakshir and Fenerbahce back to back. So I'm a little worried about that combo for those games. No, I, honestly, I'd much rather see Lijic, Mensa, and Joseph. That's what I want to see. That would be the best central midfielder in Turkey. We have a lot of options. I just don't want to see... Um, when we play against Bashak and Fener, Joseph, Dodo Kanatiba, with Laren, Abubakar Gezel, I don't think that's our best 11. I, mean, I think I think it works to an extent, but I, I think we can do better than that. I, I do think this team is primed to dominate games, um, not to counterattack. I don't think we're built. Surely Nkudu is going to come back someday. <laughs> Like when, True. come on, man! Like this guy's got to come back. I forgot he was even on the. Team, I know it's getting tired. Also, Pasic and Atakan. Yeah, and Tura, who are all out for the game. Exactly. So. Um, it's so funny that we have so many wingers, including Boyd and, and Lenz, in Hawk. But um, yeah, and still we have to play Laren on the wing. But here we are, and he's the guy providing. Ironically. Uh, but so, yeah, what else is there to say? I feel like we've pretty solidly done our analysis without going position by position here. Um, yeah. Any final um, notes? I, I guess just the last note is the, the Laren and Abubakar thing. I think especially in the first half, it, you could tell Malachi was very comfortable just letting Abubakar stay open on the wing and really just packing um, the right side with Gezal in the middle with Abubakar. Yeah. You mean, is Laren just like would get that ball isolated on the wing and he looked really bad at times yeah. just like trying to dribble players it was like just, just please stop doing this man like you're this is clearly not what you're made for I think like even Zeki Yavru was giving him real problems on those 1v1 duels and um, by the way Zeki Yavru it, it, looks you, like such a bus driver <laughs> like I don't know what it is about yeah. him <laughs> but I I just don't understand why Bubakar and Laren don't switch like I just don't get it like I if I, I agree. In, in my opinion, if you give Abubakar the ball on the wing 10 times or 15 times like Laren was getting it, you, you, one time something's going to happen at least. And furthermore, Laren's shown that a strength of his now is using his body in the middle and, and getting the ball on his head. So I think, yeah, Laren, only thing I think Laren is good at is getting on the end of crosses. Which is a new That's, thing, I think honestly. He's very good at and I'm that. glad to see it. At least now he has a strength. But as a wing forward, is that really your main, like, no. It's not. It's in fact that kind of you think he's out of position to be honest. It's like I, I I've seen that before, like Manzukic, but to be fair, Manzukic is much better on the ball. Yeah, that's. Not, and yeah. secondly, um, he didn't get the ball at his feet like that so much. So in, it it was it was a waste of a waste of talent in my opinion. Is the way we kind of worked the ball, and I think Malazzi was clearly it was like, let Laren get the ball, let Laren get the ball, we'll be fine. Until Laren got in the middle and Gezal went on to the left wing and then they were in trouble. That's why I want to see Laren with another striker coming down the middle of the pitch. Because I feel like 
if the striker, like Abubakar can weigh up front the way he does, and we have two wingers bombing him in, Laren is free to kind of roam around a little bit behind and then cut in for headers, which is pretty much what he does, you know? Uh, and it's, it's yeah, relying think- too much. A, we have too many central midfielders. B, um, it's maybe relying too much on the few we have in the positions there. But I don't know. I, I'd like to see it again. Like, maybe against uh, like in, the, in the Turkish Cup or something. But, um, anyway. I, I, the thing with Bayern is you, I don't like him off the bench. I think he usually, he usually plays terrible off the yeah. bench. At the same time, I think Abubakar plays better as a striker with technical players around yeah. him. So it's kind of like a lose-lose. Like you either don't play Laren, or you throw Bubakar on the wing, or you th- like it's a little bit of no. A I mean, let's let's line. be clear. That this the best starting lineup. I'm just I'm, I'll spell it out since we have like nothing else to talk about. We're we're uh, doing pretty well on time here. But basically, my, this is my lineup: is Bubakar up front, Nkudu and Gazal on the wings. Um, you know, I'd love to see like Atakan emerge uh, and take over for Gazelle since we can't rely on him long term he's leaving but at the moment he's the best player we have there um, I'd like to see Ljajic in the number 10 role with Mensa behind him and Joseph holding it down in the midfield uh, and then you know the back line I think I've made it clear I want to see Nsakala and Rosier and uh, I want to see Montero and Vida honestly since we have Vida um, you know, I think I think those are the two best guys we have there technically. Uh, yeah, and Erson, I'm good with. Are you are you down with that lineup, or do you want to see a different center of the midfield? Um, you know, personally, I don't think Gazal is our is our most talented player. Um, in that eleven, I I think Hasic and Lyich are both far more talented, and I think Tura is more talented. Was more talented. Hey, hey, hey I didn't Tura's say Gazal is our most talented player. I just meant uh, the most talented. So, or in, in that wing. eleven, I would rather have hostage. For Ooh. Sure. Honestly, I don't think I don't think hostage is necessarily like always ready, but I like hostage as in terms of consistency. I think he offers more. Well, and he's gonna be around um, next year. And, and but he's, he's not as experienced, I guess. But yeah. Hey, I'm oh I'm. Down I really for just that. think Gazal was unnecessary, but he's fit and everyone else isn't. So. No, I definitely. If he can do that, I'll I'll give it to him. Definitely would have been fine not having Gazelle and I think the improvement he provides over whatever Atakan Hasid. I think he's an improvement over Boyd but I don't think he's an improvement over um Hasid. that much over Tore and I don't think he's an improvement to Hasid I think he's just more experienced than Hasid yeah so like today yeah, maybe and, and he's the- better but I think if you give Hasid a run of 10 games that's enough and we better. haven't seen Gazelle on the left side but the benefit of having Boyd over Gazelle, even if Gazelle's a bit more talented, is that Boyd is way more fluent on both sides. And um, honestly, I think we need to give Gazelle a shot. Yeah, that's what I was. Yeah, I think we have to see if he could be as good on the other side. I don't like it when he cuts in that much when he dribbles. Um, yeah, I don't think he, I think Hasic and Ted are both more effective at cutting in. It'll be interesting to see uh, so. how Hasic gets minutes if Hasic gets minutes. I hope he does. Uh, and I'd love, yeah, that's actually, yeah, I should say maybe more than Atakan even. I'd love to see Hasic um, cement some real minutes this season. Um, I, yeah, again, right? Just the fact that we know Gazelle's not going to be around after this year 
you want to see someone who will be around settle in and earn that spot over Gazelle so that we don't even care that he's on his way out, probably. Uh, which will never apply to Rosier. I already am sad that we're probably not going to be able to afford Rosier <laughs> in a few months. Man, that sucks. Yeah, they should, they should start negotiating Right, like today. yesterday, man. <laughs> Hell, they should, that should be announced already. By the way, everyone, uh, we've already uh, got a buy-in fee here. Fear not. Man, yeah, that guy is, is, is a baller. So, all right, last point. Man of the match, who do you have? Ooh, that's a tough one. Um, I mean, I don't think anyone was, like, amazing. Um, I think... I don't think Laren... I mean, Laren scored the goal. Gezal got the assist. But I think, all in all, I don't think they really contributed to... Uh, the win. Like... I think it's overstated their yeah, contribution. That's a super. I think they were good, thing, yeah. but like, yeah, I feel like you know, they, it wasn't like they dominated the game. You know, they created loads of chances. They were, you know, it wasn't really like that. I, I would say they, you know, key contributors. Definitely. Um, and then statistically, solid sevens, right? Yeah, sevens. I mean, Dorukan Wellington and Sakala Rosier all had good yeah. games. That's my top. I, four. I don't think Everson really did much. They had like point two xG Malatia. I only think just out of principle you can give a you know, goalie. No way. And you definitely, I think that gives you more credence if you're looking at the defense, right? If you, I mean, I'm looking yeah, at the D I right mean, now. I, I'm. I want to give it to Rosier, but if we're being honest, he wasn't involved. I think he was perfect when he was involved in the game. Was under involved, perhaps. And he was the best, def the best out of the four, but he wasn't involved as much as. As in yeah, that's right. I'm going with it too. I was totally. I thought that'd be like the undercard. And it, the fact that I have to pick between Insakla and Wellington kind of hurts me. That's um, funny. Um, <laughs> I'm just gonna go Insakla because I refuse to pick we Wellington. We can't do it. We can't. Well, and it. he had that shaky beginning. It. That sort of. Yeah, he had that. He had that shaky start, and I think that that helped. He was. He was uh, that Boston over vibe. So I'm, I'm gonna go Insakla just for winning all the key tackles and running a lot, going forward, bombing forward, even though I think Rosé should be getting the ball more. Yeah, Wellington started oh, started his match really on well. the beaches of uh, Baia or whatever <laughs> it is. Uh, but, so he, but he did wake up, credit to him. But I'm giving it to Encyclic because he was an engine through and through. And he fought through his fatigue and played well, which was, uh, I think, what I sort of challenged him to do last time. Yeah, I think we mentioned, I mentioned in all fair, was that that one moment where Encyclic thought Ericsson was going to come out and Ericsson didn't come out in the yeah. box. And you're like, oh, this is where you concede the goal. This is where it goes. And then Insako just like sprinted back, made a it, lunging yeah. block, got back up, like kicked the ball away from the attacker. And then like it was like about to go out of bounds for a corner and saved the ball from going out. And you're just like, oh, okay. It was, it was so <laughs> good. It, it, was, it gave you that feeling that like imagine you were like Real Madrid playing against, you know, that fourth seed in the Champions League or something. I guess Real Madrid, that's like a dated – it's a dated superpower these days, isn't it? Um, I guess they're back. Yeah, but yeah, like, you know, the way Munich, when they just feel like flicking it on, like, I, it, that's what it felt like Insakala was doing, where he was just like, no, I'm, this isn't happening, you know? And he just, like, took over for that moment. I was like, oh, damn. All right, you can do that. That's good. Yeah. But anyway, uh, that's, yeah. Nice playing by Insakala. You love to see it. Um, Let's do this. Let's close this thing out. Final point. Um. Well, 
think we're uh, we're back in business. We're at ten yeah, points. Yeah, we got some standings. Final in the top point. half yeah. of the table. Let's talk standing. Yeah. So tell us what happened. Uh, any highlights for other results? We didn't have anything good to talk about as far as res- uh, rivals losing, did we? Yeah, Fenerbahce ended up winning two one against Antalya, who got a red card at the end of the first half. A little dubious. Um, Alanya didn't play. Uh, their game was postponed. Oh, the, the earthquake. Um, not sure. Yeah, the earthquake. Um, so they're still six points ahead of us. Still, now they they dropped to second place. Um, Gala got a very very huge stress inducing one zero win against Ankaragücü, bottom of the table with one point. Um, Fatih Karagümrük also actually got an emphatic five one win. So they're now one point ahead of Kings us. Kings of Istanbul, man. Reason they won one zero against Kaiser, so they're one point ahead of us with extra games. Hasan Pasha got a dramatic four three win against Trabzon, so Trabzon now sacked their coach. I think there's actually three, three or four coaches sacked this week. A couple of them were wild, were wild too, silly ones. Yeah, so those are the six teams with more points than us. Um, all of them played more games except Alanya, and then uh, Basha. Are you saying that we're in seventh place? We were in thirteenth, okay. eighth place. We're, we're one goal behind Bashakshir. Yeah. We got a very lucky 2-1 win in Konya. So they have an extra game with the same amount of points as us. Um, See, this is the, this is the big which, news for me. Um, when you look at the results of Bashakshir here, Galatasaray and Fener, they're all unconvincing. Every single one of them. Uh, you know, Fener's was just downright dubious uh, and, and undeserved. I think, you know, Antalya sounds like really took the game to them. I mean, in, in the... In the flow of the chances, Fenner had like deserved to score more, but I think the game was turning. Like Antalya was getting their foothold in the game right before halftime, and then their their striker got sent off. And then after that, um, they you know they parked the bus. I mean, in like the 75th minute, they literally took off two wingers and put on two defensive players. Yikes! So <laughs> they were like, "All right, let's just, let's just hope for the best at one one." But I think you know if that red card doesn't happen and they didn't weren't missing four players. Four attacking players that were out injured or suspended. You know, maybe that doesn't happen, but and Antalya's you know, is a really talented squad too. It's a shame. They, yeah, they also fired their coach. Yeah, and they've gotten I think a red card in every game this season. Yeah, something like that's, that. It's absurd. It's where there's six, sad. six to seven games in. That's not supposed to happen. Um, but yeah, uh, so eighth place with uh, a game in hand i think if we you know we could theoretically be in fourth place and level on points with Galatasaray today if uh with that game in hand so um not bad at all considering where we've come from uh i guess i'll do one more team the team right below us is a team we play next week gazantep they have an extra game played and there are two points below us so they have eight points so i guess that's a a key team to to notice and then the only other team below us that can pass us is Hatay because they have a game less than us because there was a COVID outbreak so they had two games postponed so they also have eight points with five games played um, I wish things weren't so complicated but they always are though uh, I guess if there's any good news it's that the wait for our next match is shorter than it's been historically with um, this week we don't have to wait long it's Friday, November 6th. So we have the Friday match. Uh, we're the only team playing on Friday. And as you said, we're playing against 
Gaziantep, Gazishehirspor, or uh, noon here in New York, Eastern Standard Time in the United States. Uh, check your local listings as always. Um, I think that's going to be like six or seven o'clock, maybe evening evening game for you folks in Turkey. Um, yeah, any. That's the last game before international break. Yeah, it's a the, big one. Another one. And so then we have to wait another two weeks to the Bashakshir games now. And uh, yeah, it's it's vital we carry the form of, of these last two matches into this one uh, and pull this result out so that we can go into that break feeling good about ourselves. Um, yeah, because we're right outside those that top four exactly. spot. Um, top three, I think. If we go into no jinx hopefully if we beat Gaziantep you know you have those two massive games against Bashak Sher and Fenner um those go well uh in two weeks time you play Alanya so could be good after that so there, there's a lot of big games coming up um and I think if we want to win a title we do not go on one of those disastrous stretches we unfortunately had to suffer the past couple of years that seemed to always come about so yeah no, I, we'll see what happens. We'll see. What yeah, happens. exactly. And we're, we're rounding out into form just in time. We'll see how that goes. Oh yeah, there's a one other piece of news we forgot about Joseph. Yeah. So and so we, the two match ban, we're appealing it. So maybe he can play this Friday. We'll see. Yeah. So he he served one game already. Um, I was kind of almost scared he's gonna get three matches. So when he got two matches, I was kind of happy. But I guess Bishkash wants even more. So. Greedy here. I don't know. Yeah, he'll definitely be there for the Bashakshir game, which is what I really cared about because I think you know that's a that's that's a key game right there. Yeah, and I think Atiba Dorakan is enough clearly for for these sort of mid-table yeah. Turkish side. Gaziantep also plays like a five-three-two. I was gonna ask, do you have any scouting tips for on Gaziantep? Who 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 do we have to yeah, look Gaziantep out Gaziantep is a weird team. They're a weird team. They're co coached by uh, the weirdest coach in the world, Shumuditsa, for good or bad. Weird. He's quite the character, but um. Yeah, they're not a high-scoring team. I mean, of the, in the last four games, they scored one goal. Um, they have one win, five ties, and one loss. One of those teams, they seem to drop a 1-1 every game. Um, I guess, you know, star players, they do have Maxim, you know, who's kind of well-known. They brought in Miralas from, I don't even know where they brought him in. Kevin, Kevin Miralas. Um, yeah. Belgian. Uh, they have Gilopoji who went to Chelsea somehow. Um, they have a, like an okay team. There's nothing crazy. A couple good players. Um, but they're, they they counterattack. Um, yeah, you'd imagine. Uh, with their 3-5-2 slash 5-3-2 thing they got going on. Um, not a team I'd be scared of, but if you did what we did last year and get, you know, two red cards, if you remember that, <laughs> um, El Nenny and Vida both got sent off. And so it was three two, so that was a that was a great day. So if you don't do that, you have a good um, memory for these things, man. Yeah, I, I think I like phased them out intentionally. Maybe it's like uh, you're bringing up yeah. these little traumas. Like, uh, give me like a little <laughs> headache. I think I think I think we'll be fine. Uh, I think Joseph will help. I will say, but you know, it's <sighs> it's not like they have any major stars. Um, but they, you know, if you play like garbage, they will hit you on the break. So. Yeah, and uh, again, hopefully, maybe, maybe we can get in Kudu sighting. I've no no updates thus far. I, I thought he was supposed to return. I remember 
people saying he was out for three weeks going into that break. I I don't even know what's going Gosh. on. He's he's injured. I think it's the same hamstring thing that we bought the chronically injured player for four and a half million for only fifty percent or whatever. <sighs> <laughs> Damn it! I mean, and the sad thing is that he's shown enough flashes of like something that it's actually you feel like you're missing something there too. On top of the fact that you hardly ever see it. He hasn't played since. Exactly. I mean, come on, guys, get it together. Get that hamstring together, sir. Um, but yeah, let's cut. Kind of... Yeah, so far it looks like the wrong decision to cut him, a uh, cut, cut Boyd instead of. On Kudu, but Although, you know, on the other hand, we'll see when he when he comes we, back. We wouldn't we wouldn't have unearthed the family man's wing ability yeah. over here. This guy two for two now on the wing goal scored. Um, all right, let's let's cut this thing out. So follow us, of course. Uh, we will be back next week, maybe a little early since we're playing on Friday. I don't know. We'll wait the whole weekend for other people's results or anything like that. Maybe we'll come back early and then do like a little midweeks or something for the break um but yeah uh stay tuned we, we will of course be back no promises. yeah no promises <laughs> I, who knows honestly like i don't know if we'll have anything to talk about honestly. i don't i, I mean I don't maybe there'll be something to talk about there's always something to talk about maybe we'll get a guest or something um yeah if there's like big like lich news or something we'll definitely uh yeah you'd expect you'd expect something I, I really feel like certain names include the i when they start disappearing this long, you start to have to wonder. But anyway, um, stay tuned. Follow us on Twitter at Eagles underscore podcast. Follow us on Instagram, Black Eagles podcast, one word. Follow myself at Sir underscore writes underscore a lot. Don't follow everyone because <laughs> you won't be able to find them. Um, the hiatus continues over here for this guy. The Twitter hiatus. But... Um, stay tuned, of course. As I said, we will be back, uh, hopefully with great news to report as far as results against Gaziantep. Um, but until then... Well, instead of following me, uh, I will do a quick plug. If you like stats of the Turkish League, I get them all from Rosie Sports on Ooh, Twitter. So plug. That'll be my Look follow. Full plug. Rosie Sports. So yeah, take note, folks. Oh, and while we're, uh, you pulled me back in here, also, remember that we are still collecting money to buy kits for these kids in Ghana. We have successfully kitted the under-17 squad for the, uh, the, the Best Trash Academy of Accra. Um, trying to get the rest of these kids up, trying to get the under-15 uh, shirts. We're trying to get the, the adult squad shirts, the whole shebang. So keep it coming. Uh, we have photos, so there's proof that we're not conning you guys. Uh, we, we're also, all the money goes to the Cartel Yuvasa. Um, we're just taking your money, giving it to Besiktas. So tell the club not to That's sue. right, yeah, that's right. We're literally taking your money, giving it to Cartel Yuvasa. It's Birak Mom Senate compatible. Uh, and then we're, we're shipping these shirts off to these kids in Africa. So, uh, yeah, so far so good. And hopefully we can keep it going. We we still have that Atipa Hutchinson match worn kit. That we're gonna raffle uh, soon. We just gotta we gotta get this uh, video shoot running. But um, stay tuned for that. As always, there's of course one thing that I I have to say. Go basic time!
backwards. <laughs> yeah, it does hurt. Dude, that's probably one of them. Besiktas International hopes you enjoyed this program.